Have you already registered for the live recording of episode 200 on November 30th? If not, head over to theeffectivestatistician.com and register there. If you're already on the email list, then good, you'll get that invite. Also, are you early in your career? Are you maybe a student that is uh, more advanced in the career? Then also register for the workshops that we have, the three-hour interactive fun workshops that we have to boost your career as a statistician on 1st of December. Just head over to the Effective Statistician and register there. And please tell your colleagues about it as well. You're listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, the weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht, Benjamin Pieske and Sam Gardner, designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. Today I'm talking with Olaf Kapinski about the four pillars to boost your career. So Olaf is a really, really interesting character. He is an IT guy that went up through the ranks of different companies and had a great career and learned quite a lot about leadership. He was applying lots of these, learning a lot about these, and now he's training others in that regard. And I have listened for his podcast for a very, very long time. I'm in his leadership program. And when we talked about my four pillars of boosting your career, he mentioned, well, how about discussing this together on this podcast? So I was really, really happy about this. And so stay tuned for this really nice discussion. And he has this typical German, maybe IT challenging type of thing. So um, I really love it, but I know that not everybody can relate to it. But I'm sure you'll learn quite a lot from this. So stay tuned. I'm producing this podcast in association with PSI, a community dedicating to leading and promoting the use of statistics within the healthcare industry for the benefit of patients. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to the video-on-demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars, and much, much more. The reduced rate is only £20 for non-high-income countries and £95 for high-income countries, annually, of course. Head over to PSI at psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a member today. Welcome to another episode of The Effective Statistician. And today I'm very excited because I have other podcaster here. And a podcaster that I'm following for a very, very long time um, since I started um, my role as my first supervisor, I stepped over his podcast, Leben Führen, in German. Uh, but now he has also some English content. So for all those of you who are not familiar with German, uh, there's some more uh, to listen to him. And his name is Olaf Kapinski. Hi, Olaf. How are you doing? Alex, hi. Very, very well. Thanks very much for having me in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So maybe before we uh, get started... What are the different English-speaking content things that you have out there? Of course, you have your uh, Leadership Stars program, which I'm also an active participant of. Um, but there's also lots of free content that you have available. My main focus is I work for and with uh, leaders and managers in IT. And uh, the idea is IT equals to English. At least this is my experience in the last, give or take, 20 years. It's it, it started with, I don't know, 20 years ago with the all the serious, the very good manuals were all in English. And nowadays, everything is English because you have partners in outside of wherever you live. It's nothing to do with German. It has to do with using English as an as a international language. So, and that said, I developed from the beginning all of my programs in English or the majority of the programs in English. You mentioned the one, which is Leadership Stars. 
And um, to support this, I started an English podcast, uh, Live It, Lead It. You can find it on liveitleadit.com, but don't be surprised. It kind of has a break <laughs> since, sadly enough, uh, now one and a half years or something, because I couldn't, I couldn't catch it up and get it up. And, and, and running two podcasts plus a program is too much for me. I can't do it. So the Live It, Lead It podcast is there. It's very, very good content. I love it. But it's at the moment a little bit on hold. And um, I hope to reanimate this thing next year. Yeah. <laughs> But you also can find lots of further things on LinkedIn. So follow yeah, Olaf on LinkedIn. There's always great stuff. And um, yeah. Also, there's um, on a regular basis, there's the uh, Friday lunchtime. So oh, yeah. Normally. That's that's the the so-called business break. That's my experiment with the live stream. Yeah. It's very casual. It's very laid back. It's uh, very very Olafy. Um, it's in German, um, but if if a lot of people attend, then we can do this in English. I mean, it's the people who are there. I know speak English, so that's kind of an I don't care of the yeah. of the of the language yeah. question. Yeah, this is this is this is all the things that I do. Play around. Hope yeah. to help people. And so recently we talked about what I think is needed to have a successful career. Yep. And I was always kind of thinking about it, okay, especially if you're in the statistics space. But more and more I thought, hmm, maybe that's not only for statisticians, maybe that's for other uh, areas as well, especially um, people with a more kind of technical background. I was thinking, and so um, we started to talk about this, how that also looks like for, you know, maybe an IT background or data science and these kind of things. And it's about the four pieces of being a successful statistician that I, or an effective statistician that I always talk about. It's about leadership, innovation, knowledge, and excellence. And Olaf challenged me a little bit on that, <laughs> as he always does, which I really, really like, and asked some tough questions. And so today we'll go through these four areas to make them more crisp. Yeah, to, to give you a little bit better uh, understanding what they are, how they overlap, how they maybe differentiate from each other, and how they actually work together. Because I think the, the, um, the great thing is in the interaction of all these. Yes, yeah, so in the Absolutely. synergy that comes through uh, having all these four pillars. Because I think if there's just one lacking, um, there's a huge diminishing um, outcome or impact. Uh, so so um, I think only if you all four come together, um, you can see that people have a really successful career, whatever that means. Yeah, so, so uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you're getting a promotion every two uh, years. Maybe that means that you're starting your own business or you just are very, very successful in the positions that you are and very happy with everything. So um, it doesn't necessarily mean kind of the traditional thing of having a successful career. By the way, there's a couple of really nice episodes on what's a career on Olaf's podcast. <laughs> yeah. Let's start and right into it, uh, jump into it. It's, um, I like the acronym. It's like, it's like the, the acronym is like L-I-K-E. Um, And I would start with a little disagreement here, Alex, because I don't believe that those four topics have to do with statisticians, if I pronounce this correctly. Yeah. I don't even believe that has to do with, let's say, the field of engineering, with technology. I think this has to do with everything, with the difference between people who make career and <laughs> the others is that the people who make career think about what they do. Yeah. And if you pick an example, my favorite HR, if you sit in HR and you run and you have aspirations on, on, on promotion or you want to just have more influence, get higher, take more responsibility, and you take care of those things, you do great leadership. We will talk about what that means in, in a minute. Um, you, take, you have an eye on innovation, which some people think is not possible in HR, and I disagree. 
um, if you take care about knowledge, which is your knowledge, which is the knowledge of the people working with you, for you, even your customers, and you deliver what we call excellence, and I think we'll go into the details of those words in a, in a second, then there is no way but getting promoted. So I think this it is, it is very high level, like it's very high level, but I think it's a very good starting point for everybody who is ambitious, who wants to do more, who wants to get yeah, from the, from the outside just into the sandbox with us and play the game and not sitting outside and just complaining, oh, my body is shit, my employees are shit and everybody's shit and I'm such a genius, but nobody sees it, me, me, me. No, come with us, play, have success. And, and I think this is a good starting point for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think then probably depending on where you are, you can just take what we are talking about now, maybe more from an IT and stats perspective and put it in your world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Put it into kind of what innovation may look for an IT person, maybe very different to what looks for an HR person or what looks for a marketing person. Yeah. But I think there's fundamentally, there's uh, certain elements that, that are uh, the same. First is, Leadership. So what is leadership? And um, What's leadership? for me, the, the, let's say, the very easy thing about it is, or definition is, you um, can influence others to act on your ideas. Yeah, as a maybe very, very simple uh, explanation. There's lots of other things about it. And um, we have in our leadership program also some kind of more pronounced uh, definitions of it. But I think that is really kind of the essence of it. That's the main thing. That's the main thing. Make people, yeah, repeat it again, because I think this needs to go into the show notes. Yeah, the influence others to act on your ideas. Yep, yep, yep. Fulfill your ideas even. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, is, this is the main thing. And this is the big, in my world, this is why I do all of this. This is the the most valuable activity that you can do. This is the most valuable knowledge that you can have. This is, I would even go further and say, this is the most valuable habit that you have because successful leaders do this more habitual. Those are the mm -hmm. people, I know, take an example. You have this, this, this soccer club and after training, so someone says and it's Wednesday, Wednesday evening or something and everybody's down getting out of the shower. And by the way, guys, awesome uh, weather forecast. What about we go for, for barbecue on Friday? Yep. You have, let's say, 22 people. Um, 12 are not even thinking about thinking about it. From the other 10, half of them are kind of standing up and say, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have it. I have, um, um, Alex, can we do this in your garden? I mean, this is very, very big and we have parking space in front of it. Oh, yes, sure. Um, what about who, what, what do we need? We need, we need sausages. Who's taking care of the beer? I'll take care of the beer. When you ask those people, then they are responsible for something in their business life as well. It's, it's always, this is why my observation yeah. is, and, you, and, and, and the listener can, can double check this, my my it's 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 habitual so those people either you lead or you don't and some people are very okay with where they are with not leading or not having others involved but the world gets more and more and more i avoid the word complex but separated um we have so much knowledge on the table we as mankind that you need for nearly everything a specialist, a real specialist. You need this specialist for online marketing. You need this. And this person hires a statistician because he says, okay, here's my data lake. What does it tell me? Yes. <laughs> 50 years ago, I doubt that all of this was necessary. You had the, the, the marketing department in the, in the print press and the qualification was writing the big letters and you give this into the factory and they make the stamps for the, uh, for the press. Da, da, da. This is way, way, way easier. Today, the beauty and the magic can only be revealed out of what we have when you have somebody who can orchestrate those different professions. This is what makes a good, what makes a good result, good success, good startup, good company. 
So I believe this is this leadership thing is 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 the most important. Um, and this is in the intro of the Lebenführen podcast as well. This is the most important and most highly paid um, activity that you can do and that you should master and can master. I think it's also about delegation to you know those tasks to the most, let's say, to the best people. Yeah, most I'm with you. people. Yeah, I'm with you. So but if, if this you, is if you those own, are tools, I think yeah. those are tools. Delegation yeah. is a tool. Uh, trust building, all of those are tools. If you don't have the 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 habit, the mindset of I work for the others. Let's go back to the soccer example. Yeah. This person, 22 people are sitting there fiddling around with their towels and think, oh, very good. We will have a party on Friday and this idiot is taking care of it. The beauty of taking care of it is you run the show. You have accidentally, we do this in Alex Garden, which is 50 minutes away from me. I don't need to take care of taxi or wife or however. Mm -hmm. I run the shop. Sure, we do charcoal grill. Fuck off with your gas grills. Sure, we do, you know? Yeah, yeah. You, you, can, you can drive the show. Yeah. There you go. So, and, and, and this, is, this, your is goals. The, this is the point. Yeah, so, and I think this it starts with the, with the habit, with the idea, because you always, you need to go, you, you need to start with activity. You, you deliver first. Otherwise, nobody follows. Yeah. So and this is where the most people have the biggest problems. They think, oh, no, I just sit here. Somebody else will take care of it. And then I just consume and, and participate. As soon as you are beyond that mindset, as soon as you understand that this is just simply selfish, it's just selfish because I can now manage my barbecue garden party with my beer in Alex garden. So I don't need to even to take care of cleaning afterwards. And it's not my rose bushes who are destroyed. <laughs> so, um, you know, so this is completely selfish. And as soon as I have this attitude and as soon as I want to do this, and then I feel, well, this works at the soccer at the soccer club with the parties. Ah, but I still have 10 people working with me or for me. Ah, something, four of them are working like a charm, but these two are like, this is, ah, something is missing. Then we talk about tools. Then we talk about all these tools that we have in the, in the, in the programs. And a lot of people do delegation instinctively. You know that I'm not a big fan of instinct because instinct means you do it and you can't explain it, so you can't optimize. But a lot of people do delegation instinctively. So all of this is true, but I think this is only tools. At the very end, it's only tools. Yeah. I think it's um, one other idea why I think it's really, really important for a successful career is if, if you don't have that, yeah, then you can't leverage all the resources at your hand to reach your goals yeah because then you will only you know be working on someone else's goals yeah you you'll be the receiver in terms of delegation you'll be oh, yeah. you know all kind of pushed in, and pulled in all kind of diff different directions i think very easily let's let's take this let's take the soccer example and you made a very very good point uh, you need a very good point there is We can give this soccer club example a different variation. The different variation is, oh, there is a nice weather forecast. What about we have a party on Friday? And some idiot stands up. Oh, yeah, we do this in my garden. I sponsor the beer. I just go to the butcher. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Mm -hmm. This is kind of nice for everybody else. I know what the drivers of those people is because I work with those people um, a lot, but this is not leadership. This is, I don't know, sacrifice and people need to like me and they only like me when I slave around here. That's not what I'm talking about. We talk about leadership. And leadership goes like, Alex, can we do this in your garden? Yeah, sure. But please, can you avoid puking into my rose bushes because I'm just, you know, so and so on. My example was was really the leadership part, and that was intrinsically delegation. Yes, can you, can you, can you, can you, can you? Everybody has a very small job, and we have a great party afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also, um, and that maybe is a little bit the overlap to the last part, the excellence part, yeah, um, where it's about self-leadership, yeah? So, so you need to know exactly kind of what are your goals. You need to have a clear plan. You have need to have good habits that keep you on track so that you know that you're working on the 
important things. You work on the important things with quality. Yeah, you deliver. I think that also then blends into uh, building trust, yeah, mm -hmm. which is also uh, part of the leadership tools. Absolutely. And but, but if you don't have this kind of self-leadership, yeah, then you can't lead others. And self-leadership is kind of, that's why this goes so nicely together. You can think about it. Excellence for me is kind of more the self-leadership part and making sure that everything is in terms of quality is great, that you follow up on things, that you, at least if you're, let's say, dropping a ball, you make sure that, there's, you know, nobody is surprised about it, or at least nobody, nothing, you know, uh, really, really bad habits um, happens, and that you kind of continuously improve in that area. Is this discipline what you describe here? I, th I think it's kind of, um, I think it's a mix of mindset, yeah, of continuously improving yourself. And it's a um, consciously design certain habits. Yeah. So like um, how you set up meetings, maybe that's a, or how you uh, work on your emails, how you arrange your calendar, how you arrange your files, um, kind of all these kind of different things, how you, you know, use tools to, work more effectively yeah or that you also use your manage your energy in the best way yeah so that is for me self-leadership so that um let's say you work on your things that really require a lot of concentration not directly after you had a big bunch of pasta yeah so but you work on it in the morning when you're full of energy um that that's for me is kind of the excellent part and i think i think a lot of this is why i double checked i believe discipline is one part but a lot of people jump out especially in germany when they hear the word discipline no yeah it's discipline discipline is one thing i think it's also more about self motivation or let me let me sure let me, that, let me, you know, let me wrap, yeah. wrap this one up i think discipline is not it because if you if you if you try to make all those good things only with discipline then it costs you so much energy yeah that i believe every day at noon the batteries are empty and after a week you go back to your trash tv on your sofa and drink cheap beer I would like to set this up in a way that you only that you don't need discipline at the beginning of the day, but at the end of the day, when the batteries are down and you're just simply you're like, oh, come on, you and me, we're just forcing this through. Or you decide, guess what? Screw it. We're not doing it. You know, I for think me, these kind of systems and habits are there to make it as easy as possible. Yeah. Let's call it thoughts. Yeah. Because I think mindset is, is, is kind of a very, very used rubber word. Everybody calls everything mindset, blee, blee, blee. But it's at the very end is what you think. And when you think, I, and even when you speak, I, I have to go to work. You know what it is. Yeah. I want to go to work. Ha, ha, ha. He wants to go to work. One of my standard questions at the beginning of a coaching is, um, tell me how your job would be that you would execute without salary. I had this job and currently I have this job. We need, I think we need to get, we need to give this little, or I'd like to give this a little bit of a steer of design your habits and all of those things in a way that you really like it. It's, it's your life. It's not my life. I live mine. So, and, and design it in the way that you really, really like it. Luckily, we are not, nobody's listening here who is just, you know, on this trash TV fraction. Um, people who are listening here are the ones who just have achieved something. Otherwise, I mean, nobody listens to podcasts, especially not to those podcasts who are completely by definition lazy. So I would like to give 
them a little bit of a positive tune here. If you have your thoughts on a control um, and we talk about, we are not talking about meditation. This is too hardcore. This is only for the really successful people. This is, But it's just like, what is your first thought in the morning? Is it like, uh, 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 oh, oh, meeting with the boss, uh, meeting with the customer, uh, getting up, uh, cold shower, uh, the milk is sore. Yep. Then you need discipline to get your ass out of the bed. And if I had those thoughts, I wouldn't get out of the bed at all. Train your thoughts. And, and this is, I think, what you mean with habits. Thinking is a habit. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get this. They, they think, well, I think. And I say, no, you think what you want to think. Um, so, so think in the right direction. Think in positive things. Reduce the shit out of life. If you, if you don't want to play soccer into this, this example, well, then don't go there. No, I have, oh, I've committed to them for the season. What the fuck? No, it's your life. Life's too short to suffer. So go into the right thinkings and then get to the status that you need the discipline part to fulfill this excellent <sighs> later on. Yep, yep. That's why, for example, in the morning, I always start with reviewing my goals. Oh, yeah. That's, that kind of sets me up for success. That gets me, you know, energized. At the same time, I have a small espresso, which also <laughs> sets me up and gives me some, you know, nice boost, both from a kind of luxury as well as from a coffee perspective. And um, then I know, okay, today I will do these things that make me move closer to these goals. And um, yeah, that's where the fun comes from. Yeah. And then and I even think, if that I think means you need to have a difficult discussion you go there motivated. Yep. And you need to find the, the right the right level of goals. I, I've tried this in the last three, four months, watching at my goals and I go back to bed because it's so easy to achieve it. Half of this was already done. I'm so beyond everything that I planned for the whole year. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. A smart man once said, Tony Robbins, if you've never failed, your goals were too small. I'm, I'm at the moment finding myself and making very bright predictions for the few bright predictions for the future, and I'm like, hmm, really? I need to find the right balance between motivation and being afraid. But <laughs> fun comes after fear. I see myself writing down numbers, and I'm like, Alter, um, really? Um, um, so, um, yeah, I get you. The goals, goals part is very good one. And then when you have the right goals, then I believe you make the right decisions. Do I really need to have this boring, useless, painless meeting? No, you don't. They don't go there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly, yeah. Saying no to things uh, that don't move you closer to your goals. Exactly, is... yeah, which is technically everything. Yeah, yeah. So say no, say no to everything is a good starting point and then convince <laughs> me that I really do it. Okay, Alex, you're in the position where you can do this, and I wish your new company a lot of fun with dealing with you. Um, but but a lot of people know that what they do is pointless. It's pointless, it's a waste of time, it's good for nothing, and my advice is then don't go there. Or if you go there, then, I don't know, take care that you have something else to do in the meantime. You know, there are those meetings, and the boss wants you to be in this meeting, and, and so first take care that the boss doesn't see you, Like when we talk about physical meeting back in the days, don't sit next to him, sit somewhere else and then do something. And if it's, if it's only taking this one piece problem into the meeting, which you then chew on in your brain, have a piece of paper in front of you. And and the message is do your things. Don't waste time. Time is the only thing that we don't have. I think there's also kind of it goes together with the leadership part. If you can convince your supervisor or the person who calls a meeting that for you it's more effective to just read the minutes or to just, you know, dial into the five minutes where, you know, your specific agenda point is discussed, you saved a lot of time. And, uh, but of course, you can only do this if you have good leadership skills, if you have good kind of communication skills and things like that. And of course, (laughs) that's where the other point is coming in, the business part. Yeah, there's uh, the knowledge part. And in terms of knowledge, I always think of 
two parts of knowledge. Um, so one part is, let's say, the knowledge about your company. Yeah, how the how your company operates, what the competition is doing, all the processes, the written and the unwritten ones. Yep. And so that is kind of the knowledge part. And then the other part of this knowledge is all the domain knowledge that you need to have. Yeah, let's say if you're working in a pharmaceutical industry company and you're working on a specific drug, then, well, you need to know Uh, lots of things about the disease that drug should treat. Yeah, the indication, the symptoms, the diagnosis. Uh, what are the other medications that are used? Um, what are the specialists involved in this? How do the patients go through the healthcare system? You know, uh, with this disease, all these kind of different things. What are the guidelines for treatments here? So that is the the second part. And if you're working somewhere else. Yeah, let's say, I don't know, in marketing, yeah, then probably you need to know what's the product that you're <laughs> selling and what are all the kind of competitor products? What are, you know, the features of the product? How you can, you know, improve the product? What are, you know, how is it manufactured? All these kind of different things. Do I? I think it helps. Well, you don't need to do know all the details, but you need to know it at least so much that it helps you with with your influencing i think yeah okay let me let me let me take the example from my realm it i can easily believe that when i have 10 people who do statistics that they can't survive only with their statistics knowledge if they don't understand what we are analyzing at the moment yeah whereas it can easily live alone we don't kind of need the customers I mean, those are the people who go on our nerves who just ask stupid questions and the boss just doesn't give me my money. And I don't need my outside world developers. They ask the customers a question and they the customer is answer, gives the wrong answer or has no clue what, about the question and is just upset and did it. And I thought you developed, not me. No, no, no. Why do you ask me on the color of this fucking button? IT can easily survive alone. We can operate ha, decades. Oh, by the way, we did operate for two decades alone. Yep. Let's I go think to my, to my yep. question again. Do we really need any knowledge outside of our domain? I think if you want to have an impact, then you do. Yeah, I, 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 I completely agree. I think the same impact is the word. Yeah, yeah. So the, uh, because otherwise you can't, influence others if you don't know where they're coming from what are their uh, constraints you know if you don't know as a marketeer who's who's your competition yeah and what they're doing well good luck <laughs> mm -hmm. well yeah. then then you then you step back to the point and say well i'm promoting what my copywriter wrote me yeah, yeah. i need to know this yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I think impact is the big thing, um, especially, in, and this is this is why one of the, well, that was the main thing, why I decided to talk to and work with IT people, because they are so incestuously isolated in their basements, in their server rooms, in their tech blah, blah stuff. There is a reason why IT has the reputation that it has at the moment, and it's really shabby, because a lot of ITs are just simply really shabby. They sit in their basements and they, they discuss with you day in, day out, the service pack of the bloody operating system. And everybody outside is like, can we just serve our customers? Yeah. So, yeah I'm, it, 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 that's why I really love a uh, lot of your podcast, because uh, actually the same is very, very much true with lots of uh, statistics and data science. Yeah. There is... Um, People are so focused on the data part and the kind of fine-tuning things there and looking in all the details that they completely forget about the bigger picture. Yeah. Then they optimize something that's not worth optimizing. Yeah. yeah but we could. So, and now it's the beauty that, that reveals, Alex. You need to understand this. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get. Okay, okay, I get it, I get it. And then you're just optimizing on stuff where everybody's like, uh, "What are you doing?" I'm optimizing this, yeah, but we made the decision two weeks ago. What did you do since then? Optimizing. <laughs> yep, yep. See, see. <laughs> so, and that's where kind of the last part, the innovation part, is coming in. Yeah, innovation means for me you do something different that adds value. Yeah. And that's where, for example, you do something different for, and you optimize something, but it doesn't add value, yeah? Because you don't have the business knowledge to understand what really adds value, then that's not innovation. I have yeah? a problem with this definition. Yeah. Because innovation in my world seeks to deliver value, but it's not sure when we start. Well, the value generation comes later and very often, well, innovation. Yeah, but, but sometimes that's my point. Yeah. When, when we start, in, in my world, when we start to innovate, we have high hopes, good ideas, and we have maybe some blah, blah, bullshit, mathematic research, stupid numbers for the stupid bankers. But at the very end, it's just crystal balling. It's just guessing. You know, my favorite example on this is the iPad, Steve Jobs and his... <laughs> line of white powder and saying, ooh, oh, I see a computer with no keyboard and nothing, and it's only five millimeters high and it has the size of an A4 paper. What? That is the incarnation of innovation. And it was not clear if this worked out. I mean, Apple fucked up the Newton five, six, seven, eight years beforehand, which is technically very close to what we have now, everybody on the phone. But even I believe both development processes, and I have no insights, were kind of run through the same process. They both started super optimistic. Now we take over the market. This is all genius, brilliant idea. Oh, how could I live before and without this? And the one went bang and the other just... Yeah, I think, that is, I think maybe it's, I need to say it a little bit differently said, you know, it's changing something that has a potential to derive value. Yeah. So the, because innovation by, by itself, if you change something, yeah. And you do something new, then can always fail. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. yeah. Well, everybody that works in the pharmaceutical industry knows it very well. Most of the <laughs> Uh, candidates and drugs that we have in the pipeline will ultimately fail. There are only some, you know, very, very few exceptions made to the market, and even then they can fail. Yeah, but see, it's it's also a little bit of a, maybe of a habit, of a kind of thinking approach to constantly look for things that are worth changing. Yeah, where um, or optimizing or improving or yeah, worth means have a chance. Yeah, yeah. Okay. where it's really have an impact. Yeah, so of course there's lots of maybe minor things you can change, but well, is it really worth the investment? Yeah, in that, but. It may be nice to have a nicer kind of signature on under your email, but doesn't really have an impact. Yeah, these kind of things. I believe I'm I'm, I'm with you. It should it's it's um, especially when you when you when you're self-employed, then then you have a, all everybody who is in my surrounding self-employed and is still self-employed. So that means there is a, a dimension of success in it because otherwise this person would have left the market. We have one thing enough and this is business ideas or new ideas or optimization yep. plans or innovation or whatever, or, you know, just fancy ideas. And um, Bernd Gerob took me, took me aside once and said, Olaf, when you do this blah, blah, particular part, how many new customers do you generate? And this, is the, this is my ultimate killer question. This is, this is, the, this is the one side. Yeah. The other side, especially in bigger organizations, and I've, I've, I've lived a long part of my life in bigger organizations, or I wasted, this is up to the listener. There, I would agree to, we make a change because of the change to, to avoid the fat asses to get lazy. Change itself is a habit that an organization must keep apart, for, except you are public service governments, you know, 
those wasting people. But if you are in the real world in a real company, the difference between fast companies and slow companies is exactly that, the, the, the habit of change. Why is Tesla so way ahead of everybody else? Not because they're a big company, which they are now, but because they are a very fast company. Why is Mercedes not getting it, not getting it, not getting it, not getting it? Because they are fed for the last 40 years or since the last, due to the last uh, 40 years. So the big difference is not really uh, speed is the new size, so to say. So I think having a change in the organization, you can sell it differently, but some of the changes I would put through only to have the change, only to keep the, to keep the people used to, yeah, we change these processes every once in a while. Change because to keep them trained on change. Mm -hmm. Because next time you have this real serious, real change, now jetzt echt, wirklich echt, And everybody is like, oh, yeah, German government. Oh, we never change anything. Oh, we, we, are, we are still struggling with removing the swastikas from the old documents because, oh, we run the same fucked up processes. No, you can't do this. You can only do this when you, when, you don't, when you don't have to deliver anything, when you just simply can sit there and burn money that you don't earn. Um, but in a real company, you can't. It, anymore doesn't doesn't it also come with a cost so so if you're constantly changing you can't get into this into this phase where you're really really effectively delivering isn't it this is where mercedes is they have optimized producing their cars over the last 40 years and the result is that they can't change when the market changes with a high speed This is what the controllers don't get and the bankers don't get and the, the, the uh, fonts don't get because they only think in three months. Tesla mm -hmm. thinks in 10 years. This is a big difference. There is money in, involved. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely with you, but I'm not neg negating that. I'm, I'm saying this is worth it. This is the training cost that you got to have. Yeah. Getting back to this kind of personal space, what is, if you want to kind of be innovative, What kind of kind of approaches or habits would you need to have to kind of stay in the stay in this innovative mindset? What do you think? Like having it or not having it, or what? <laughs> what kind of no is important to let's say do to make sure you don't get into this Mercedes role for yourself? So two things: first, stay hungry; two, stay fearless. What do you mean why, by fearless? Why do people not innovate? Because it can go wrong. Mm -hmm. In Germany, you are so, you are blamed to the roots if you fail with, with a business idea. Muhahaha, he is a loser. Oh, he crashed his company. Yes, he crashed his company. And can I hire him, please? Because now he has a lot more experience than you, fucker. Failure is, is, is not really an option. Why do we see, and this is, this is now very rare, you can promote this because this is the first and potentially the only sentence for the next 20 years that I will say that kind of protects or claims a little bit of understanding for the government. Why do they act like they act? And what I mean by that is why do we have the death in high water? Yes, because they're incompetent. This is not my question, but why are they incompetent? Because imagine... And we are now, we are now in, in August, uh, five weeks ago or something, a big flood went through the western part of, of, of Germany and killed several people and, and destroyed some villages and everything. Everybody was unprepared. Why were they unprepared? Because what if you as head of disaster management, I don't know, make a warning, a serious warning. Everybody out of your houses. We are not gambling around. This is police. This is military. This is the buses. You evacuate now. And then nothing happens. Yep. It's not only that you lose your job. You lose all credibility. You, 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 know, you, you will be, I don't know, thrown into the North Sea with a, with a big rock at your feet. This is how Germany acts. So I can understand why they are not doing anything at all. That has any risk fear. associated. Yeah. yeah. Because it's fear. In Germany, we don't have much left of, of, of what I call newspapers or press. They're, this is obsession and fear machines. Tits and war, this is what they sell. Whatever you see as a headline, 
is connected to fear, scare people, to put uh, scare, uh, fear in these people. This, this whole, I'm not going further. So in companies, you see the same. Can I have a million to give this a try? Uh, no. What do you mean with try? What's the, and then, you know, those funny numbers, return on invest, which is the biggest bullshit idea ever. And you cannot really say if your iPad flies or doesn't. Yeah, because any number that you pull out of, put to it there is kind of guesstimate. Not it's a lie. Guesstimate. It's simply a lie. Yeah. It's a lie. This, this when when I when I started when I started the business, I had to go through the through, through the same processes like everybody else, uh, because I wanted to have some sponsoring, blah blah blah, whatever. And then they asked me for a business plan, and I'm like, "Fuck you, idiot! I have no clue." Oh, you need to fill this out. And he gave me a very comprehensive Excel sheet, and I was like. This is, I mean, you can't, where's the randomizer function? This is, this is all bullshit. And banks and controllers and people with fear take numbers as the word of God. As soon as you have the number there, everybody believes the number and you know, know this better than me. So you cannot really, and this is the, the mistake that I made for long years. Here's this project request. And I said, This is probably half a million, but I don't know exactly. It's plus minus 200,000. Okay, Olaf said 500,000. No, 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 hang on. That's not what I said, but it's written there. It's on the PowerPoint. Yeah, but I, you know, you see the little star and it says uh, 400 to 800. Okay, Olaf said 500,000. People believe in those numbers. And if you don't have those numbers, now we're at the fear part. Fear takes over. What do you mean with you can fail? So this is this is what I mean with with being afraid of of and we, let's let's put this a little bit smaller into your department. Here's this process and this process works, um, and you wanna you wanna give this process or you, you see that this process will be done with with click 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 hand and and, and mouse button. Okay, let's check for a solution on the market that can automate this mouse clicking thing. And you buy this for some hundred euros and somebody invests a day to get this process clicked through. Yep. Primitive as it can be, but maybe it can save us. So after this day, it doesn't work. Now you sit there with a burned day of, of employee working time and some hundred euros of license cost. If you have to be afraid that your boss will double check and you will be the fun part in every next 14 meetings, you will not do it anymore. This is what I mean with fearless. You need to have an environment which is fearless. You need to have an environment which accepts that the word error itself is wrong. There are no mistakes out there. There are only experiences out there. We made some experiences that we know now, now know don't aim into the direction that we wanted. But if yep. we don't try, then we never try. So yep. this is what I mean with fearless. The other part is stay hungry. Even if you're fearless, you know, whatever I do, nothing can happen to me. Oh, but me and my sofa. Oh, yeah. We're best yeah. friends. And Netflix. I think I have, I have at the moment, I, I, I have been given a special Netflix program because I think I've, they gave me the trash tariff. This is rubbish all night long. I, 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 this is, Fearless. I'm not fearless enough to just to tell my wife we just switch it off, like like we we eliminate the account. But it's not worth it. There is one good movie every other whatever, but it's brainless. And if you are there in this phase of oh no, brainless is okay. I don't want to challenge myself. It's it's 20 in the evening. I had worked for the for the, I'm good. Then you're not hungry. Mm. If you say okay, yeah, I'm I'm a bit sleepy, but seriously, do I need to watch? people tattooing each other's ass seriously i'm not drunk enough for this crap and i decided i don't want to drink anymore so hungry can we have something that inspires me a little bit if, you, if you're not hungry then you don't want to innovate if you are afraid that you can't innovate yeah. well i think Those who are listening to this podcast are hopefully hungry because they hopefully have bigger goals than where they are now. So, yes, they're uh, hungry. Life's short. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Thanks so much. That was an awesome discussion that really helped to get more meat behind leadership, innovation, knowledge, and excellence, and how these different parts uh, go together. Is there any kind of final things that you want to say to the listeners? Life's short. So go, go, go a bit more into the detail. As, as I said at the beginning, take care. If you take care, if you take position your job and your own responsibility in your own hands, then you make decisions. And I mean, Alex, you know what I'm talking about. You made a decision. And we, I was, uh, had the honor to follow this decision for, for a long, long time. And I'm not, not going into further details. And this was a waging discussion, but it was always, you knew where to go to, what is my next step? And then we had two different ways to discuss. So take life in your own hands. Does like help you, your acronym? Does it help you? Perfectly. Yes, sure. And will it, will it run your career? No, it will not, because it's a very high level, very starting point. But take care, take care, take care. And then do the best out of it. Life is fucking short. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for this discussion. And you'll find lots of links in the show notes. So uh, there you can also then find everything about Lebenführung and all the other things from uh, Olaf. Was it all you? Alex, thanks very much. Dear listener, have a great one. Hope to hear you in the Lebenführung podcast, leben-führen.de. And I spelled it in German because it's a German podcast. So see you here there. This show was created in association with PSI. Thanks to Ryan who helps with the show in the background and thank you for listening. I hope you learned a lot from this discussion with Olaf. And there's quite a lot for you to learn, especially if you're German speaking and you can listen to his German podcast. If not, stay tuned to this one. There's surely lots of other things that I will speak about on this podcast that I learned from over. Reach your potential, leap great science, and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician.